Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to Arizona Good Business Radio, featuring leaders in the Arizona business community, working to build a lasting impact throughout our state through doing good business. I'm your host, Thomas Barr, Vice President at Local First Arizona. We are a statewide organization advocating for and celebrating locally owned businesses, and we're the largest local business coalition in North America, providing resources to over 3,000 small businesses and raising awareness of the benefits of building a strong local economy. Today, I'm excited to introduce everyone to Kak Varley, the Chief Digital Marketing Officer um, of his company. So Kak, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. So, um, Kek, let's hear a little bit about you and what you do. Um, Chief Di- Digital Marketing Officer, what does that mean? What's your company? Who do you serve in the community? Right. So, I uh, primarily um, uh, am a marketing consultant, primarily, but we're also an agency as well. And the reason why I say that is because I really want to be in tune. Uh, with a customer's business first and foremost, even before I start doing work for them, right? Every business is different um, and requires a different approach, right? I've never, I don't think I've ever done something um, <laughs> twice the same way mm. uh, for, for customers. But uh, my, to answer your question about the kind of businesses, it's anywhere from solopreneurs, small businesses, mid-sized businesses, and on up. So yes, uh, I have a, the way I've modeled my business is to be able to cover all those angles. Sure. And have you always been an entrepreneur or did you work for a company before and transition to starting your own company thinking you definitely could do it better? Um, Or what was your journey to launching the business? Well, how far do you want this journey to go? Let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> when did you get started in digital marketing? Well, I started, well, if if you really look at it, it really started when I was a sales guy because I've been doing sales now for um, 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. And during that time of sales is when I got the hook on being an entrepreneur because a buddy of mine wanted to start a business with me. And that at the time was a printing business mm-hmm. uh, here in Phoenix. And what and and how I got into digital is because I was handling everything that wasn't involving the actual office. So my partner was handling all the employment and you know doing the doing the work and deliveries and things of this nature. I was doing everything outside of that, which is finance and sales and marketing, mm. right? And that was right during the time that Google was just coming out, right? We're talking about a trans transition period from when. You know, as a business, you'd be primarily in the yellow pages, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, but this Google thing was coming around. And I just, when I saw it, I just knew that that was going to be the future. I mean, it just, it made sense to me because when, as a, as, a, as a business owner, right, if I went to the yellow pages, unless I, you know, created a special number, there was nothing there that told me, you know, what was happening with it. Yeah. You know, how many people were looking at me on, my, on, on that page? How many people made that call? You look at the Google ad structure back in those days, and it was, you know, how many people saw your ad? How many people clicked on your ad? And then furthermore, you could take it a step further and go, how many people converted into a customer? 
And by the way, it was cents on the dollar in terms of expense. So I was like, this is the future, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, the traditional marketing of like putting yourself into a magazine, you know, it's like, you, it's not track is trackable. Uh, you know, it's still valid. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sure. denouncing that. I mean, that could, that could definitely be a part of the portfolio. But one thing I was mainly concerned about is just reporting. What am I getting for my dollar? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where it started. Right. And then at one point I had gotten uh, laid off uh, from sales, my sales job. Uh, they had ended up selling their company to another company and they basically got rid of everybody except for the software engineers. At that, at that point, I had, you know, I had some friends that were in a digital marketing space and I called them up and I said, Hey, you know, do you know anybody that's looking for salespeople? And he goes, well, I'll tell you what we are, you know, why don't you work with us? And they were an agency. Mm-hmm. So I started working for them. I worked for them quite a few years, a good handful of years. And then we kind of, I kind of looked at their business, learned about their business. And there is a, a few things that they, I don't think they were getting right, which was the sales side of that business. I mean, they were geniuses in terms of understanding how all the buttons worked, you know, but on a sales level, they just didn't get it. And, and sales involves customer service, right? Right. And so I said, you know, this isn't working out because I'm bringing in friends, you know, I'm, you know, these, some of these people are my friends that are bringing into the business. Right. Yeah. And because they lacked on the sales side of the fence in terms of customer service, really appealing to the goals of the customers and, and things of that nature, I was losing that business, which were my friends, right? Which is quite an embarrassing, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right? And so I said, you know what? Um, let's just cut this out. And I and I said, and at that time, you know, you know, my wife, at, she was my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And I said, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this anymore, this digital marketing stuff, you know. And she goes, you know, you know what you really want to do? You know how you really want to do it? Just go for it. Yeah. Make it happen. Stop screwing around with this other stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, okay. And I did it. And I based my business on a foundation of what I call ethics, right? Foundation of ethics. Lo and behold, people... W- liked it and all of a sudden yeah. what a funny and, concept <laughs> right it's a funny concept right and it worked and i'm to this day as i as i sit here like this week tom i mean it must have had five different people come up you know i'm getting referrals like crazy yeah because i'm basing my business not on just acquisition right which is where the age of the previous agency was at it was all about acquisition but they didn't really pay attention to the retention side of their business. Yeah. And so I flipped that around in my model. I said, I'm going to concentrate on retention more than acquisition. Because, you know, we all get, especially in the sales game, we all get caught up in the idea that, oh, we got to bring them in, man. We got to bring them in. Yeah. Get all the, as yeah. many wins as you can. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And meanwhile, nobody's qualifying those people to see if it's a fit for your business and so on and so forth. And what ends up happening? It ends up falling on its face later on. Right. And you can't keep those clients. I've reversed that model, and since then, I just I just keeps on coming in. I'm I'm at a state. I'm a, I have what they call H what I call HQP high quality problems right now. <laughs> good, but good problems to have, right? Right. Probably. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, I love that. That's uh. I mean, I'm glad we're having this conversation. It's such a tie into why we started putting on the show is uh, having conversation with people that are 
prioritizing ethics in business, doing good business and um, treating people well. And I feel like the more we talk about this and the more businesses that we share their stories, it influences other other companies to think twice about how they're operating and and influences more people to to be more ethical too. You know, if I think back and I don't know what year it was that you were analyzing, you know, Google's rise, but digital marketing then and digital marketing now is two very different things. I could I, I imagine as somebody on the receiving side of of those digital marketing efforts. What do you love about it now that's evolved over the last, let's say, 20 years or so? Well, number one is the innovation. I mean, you know, you can, every single day, there's something new coming out. I mean, I've got, you know, I I literally have to have a budget dedicated to buying products just to test them out to see what's going on in the marketplace. Mm. Like a portion of my budget has to go to that. Wow. Otherwise, I can't be a good consultant. Right. right. I have to be able to vet out whether that's going to be a good uh, solution or not, or if it's just hogwash or if it's really going to be worthy for my clients. And then, of course, I take that to my business. I actually use it for my business first. I'll take all the hits in the head, in the in the nose. Right. Yeah. Before I bring it to my clients. And, you know, sometimes those those tools just they're not that great or they're very they're very uh, what I call silver bullish. Right. Just like. Oh, you can do this one thing with it, but unfortunately, digital marketing and my the way I approach it is much more holistic. I I look at it as an orchestration of things that are going on. Sure. Um, the other thing I love about it is I love you know because of my sales background, I'm just naturally a sales guy. I love chasing that those results. I mean, I just I get so <laughs> I get so jazzed about it, you know, getting results for the client, whatever that result is, right? It could be just getting business. It could be you know bringing people into webinars it could be getting downloads for guides you know whatever the, whatever that goal Just is for that client people, right yeah right exactly yeah. so those are really the two things innovation and 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 that and i can totally understand especially in the innovation side i can totally understand why small businesses they just don't have time to keep up with stuff because i i'm dealing with it every day man right and it's changing all the time right. you know there's always something new going on and you almost have to back up and go, okay, what's what's this look like in the real world? Yeah, you can push that button and this may or may not happen. But that thing that could happen, is that really valuable to the business? Mm-hmm. You got to kind of look at things that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess that would be the third thing is just really looking at things comprehensively for, for clients. That's, that's another thing that I really get a jazz. Is that right? Get a jazz out of? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, if you if it sounds right to you, it sounds good to me. Um, yeah, I I'll just make stuff up. I'm like, <laughs> you ever see that movie I Love You, Man, where he just starts making up nicknames? For- <laughs> right. <laughs> and you could say anything and people will nod their heads and go with it. Um, right. so. <laughs> yeah. I'll make up a new phrase, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so of some of that innovation, what are some of the cool trends, tools, you know, software, whatever it is. Obviously, every business is a little different, needs different things. I can imagine you manage and help businesses in a variety of industries. But um, what is maybe a, a really cool tool or, or something innovative that's come out recently that you've been able to to utilize for a company? I'm testing tools right now. There's like these webinar tools, like these uh, evergreen webinar tools you can use. They've been around for a long time. There's a new one out there called Expertise. Hmm. Uh, TV that I'm kind of experimenting with right now. I'm not quite sure about it yet. 
I haven't, again, I haven't tested it myself. You know, it's interesting that you ask that question because I have tools that I use and it's funny because I don't think they're incredibly new to the marketplace, but how I use them is the difference. Interesting. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, for some of my clients, they're, you know, they're B2B. I, by the way, I deal with some of the hardest stuff you could ever deal with in digital marketing, right? Yeah. If I deal with customers that are nationally focused, sometimes globally focused, mm-hmm. that is so hard to do, uh, especially if you want to talk about SEO and things of that nature. That is not easy mm-hmm. uh, to get traffic and this and that and the other, right? Unless you're doing ads and even then you got to do it right, right? Yeah. And then I do services a lot of the times, which is also a harder play. It's harder than selling products online. So services on a national, I do, so I do some of the hardest stuff out there. So anyways, in that I have a solution for some of my customers, not all of them, but some of them that is called, I call LinkedIn for sales, right? So it's basically LinkedIn management. Now, again, this is nothing that's new to the marketplace, but this has been going on. You and I see it every day Mm -hmm. when people come to us in our, in our, LinkedIn, they go, hey, I want to connect with you, or LinkedIn's told me to connect with you, or you seem to have some similar things that I got going on. Would you like to connect? Yeah. And then they do the pitch, right? Yeah. Uh, the very next message, which is they're trying to sell you something, right? Yep. I call that the connect and pitch. Now, the tools in which they use to do that are nothing new. There's nothing special going on that have been around for, I mean, they're, they're, I guess they are quite new in the past year or two. But for me, it's not. It's nothing new. If somebody on this uh, was a listener and is in a digital marketing space, they'd go, "Yeah, that's nothing new." Maybe, maybe for a small business owner, maybe there's something new for them because they just don't deal with that. Sure. I get it. So, 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 going back to the approach that I use, because we we're talking about the connect and pitch, right? So I solved that problem because I looked at things again, like on, on a, almost like a behavioral level, and I brought myself back to the sales. Uh, place. So if I came up to you, Tom, and I said, I went to shake your hand, we shook hands. And I said, buy buy this for me right now. You probably look at me like I'm an idiot, right? <laughs> Depends how hard you're Who squeezing my hand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Buy this right now. No. <laughs> right. But that's what's going on on LinkedIn, right? That's the connect and pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I solved that problem. So what I do is I do advertising on the front side to bring people in through a company page, right? And when people follow that company page, Mm. right, that's now a warm lead. That's showing intent that they have interest in what you're doing, right? And by the way, that advertising is great. The way I do advertising on LinkedIn is, is great because I can test audiences. I can actually test test messaging as well. And let me tell you, by doing that kind of testing, I've discovered so many things I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you an example. I have a, you know, I can't tell you a number of clients, especially in that solo, like solopreneur space. I can't tell you how many of them come to me and say, my audience is CEOs. <laughs> and I go, all right, well, let's see how that goes, you know, and I'll <laughs> test that out. And I had a client, for instance, it's great. It's a great story because he was just like that. And we ran some ads to CEOs on LinkedIn. Wasn't really getting any bites. Then I opened it up and I said, let's do CXOs, right? Just the whole C-suite. Boom. CFOs. Mm. CFOs wanted to hear what he had going on. Then I said, you know, for what this guy does, I remember back from my software days, it was actually the product management group that were calling out this type of 
offer. Right. So then I ran a test on product management. Bam. It was just like he was getting follows like crazy. Mm. And it's just stuff like that. That's like, and I was like, Hey, look, it's not CEOs that are really interested in what you got going on. So far, it's CFOs and product managers. And we found out, we kept on going, right? Started going to marketing groups, started going to the sales group. All of a sudden, sales blew up. Mm-hmm. Sales wanted to hear what he had to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways, so they, you get these people in. Now they're, they have an intent. So they're more, they're warm. They're not cold. It's not a cold connection. So then you make the connection through a tool that I use, right? And there's a handful of them out there. Uh, and then what I do is I, I solve the pitch problem by not pitching. And this might be a little tip for those folks out there that are, are on LinkedIn. Yeah. You can get free tools like Drift and SendSpark. Those are neat because you can do free videos, right? So imagine I do a connection with you, Tom, right? And you accept my connection. And the next message I send you is a thank you message. It's a video. Hey, thanks for following me. Uh, thanks for connecting me. I really appreciate it. And I'll take a look at your profile and I'll learn more about you. Mm-hmm. Simple. What is that? 10 seconds right and those tools are free so i'll say that again for people drift send spark i like send spark lately because it's it's a lot easier to use mm. uh and they can and it, those are free and what you do is you do those and they, it provides you a link and you can throw that link into your linkedin messaging mm. and when it, when it shows up on your side tom when you get that message is uh, a gif of me talking with the play button hit the play button and there i am speaking to you that's cool people love that because now you're bringing the the human quotient into the situation but then i keep on going right because in this tool i can do things like um endorse skills i can view profiles right and i do all that stuff to gain rapport and that's the key gain rapport and i don't offer anything until I start getting, until I do about three to four steps of gaining rapport. And then I might offer something of value for free. Like, I don't know, it could be a guide. It could be, I got a customer that does webinars, right? So he does free webinars. So that's, hey, join us for this leadership webinar we have cooking on March 16th or something like that, right? And that's that's how I approach that. So, so again, the tools aren't necessarily new, but the approach is new. Yeah. That's cool. I hope I didn't exhaust you on that answer. Man. No, I'm just running through all these scenarios in my mind because I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for every business to be on LinkedIn um, as an individual, right? Um, and we actually offer, and, and I lead a training for uh, small businesses um, on how to use LinkedIn effectively. Because a lot of times I run into small business owners that might feel like it's not the platform for them or you know they're just on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But I mean, there's nothing greater than building your professional network to do business. To me, it doesn't matter what you're selling or what you're doing, who you're serving. Um, And a lot of the feedback I get is, oh, I can't stand LinkedIn. I just get pitched all the time. And, you know, all these salespeople, I feel like if if, if, if the number of positive interactions through new people you're connecting with advanced that uh analysis of it might might be a little different but i always i'm always joking with with some colleagues about you know those messages that you get that are completely you know just immediate pitches or whatever and i mean do they ever work i 
would argue they probably never do. And so the approach that you're taking makes a lot more sense because, I mean, everything you said, it's um, the approach, the the interest is there potentially, right? It's it's warmer. How do you build those leads and connections online with with people? Um, and so it's that's just really cool to hear because I'm I'm seeing this every single day with even just my own personal. Um, interactions with others online. So it's really cool to hear. want to ask you, um, I was reading your bio, saw in the past you were a musician warehouse worker. Is that right too? Yeah, I've done, I mean, I've done all kinds of stuff. Yeah, go ahead. What, um, what type of musician are you or, or were you? What, what type of instruments did you play? Well, mainly guitar. I'm okay. a songwriter mainly guitar. I wish I had my guitars in the back. I should have set that up. I should have set it up right in front of my guitar. So I, have, I have two guitars in my dining room that are hung up and I've got like, you know, 10 guitars in my master bedroom that are all hung up. But yeah. Love it. Yeah. And um, I ask because um, I actually find that a lot of entrepreneurs are, are musicians and that I feel like there's something to do with being able to play with other people or write your own music or make things up, right? That um, translates very, very fluidly to entrepreneurship. Um, the ability to just kind of go with the flow, uh, adapt to others, working with others in in the environment of playing in a band. Uh, I wonder if you feel the same way or, or have had a similar uh, experience. Well, I'm going to throw you for a loop and then I'll answer your question, okay. right? Uh Tech technology people tend to be music people, hmm. past music people, right? Or or frustrated music people, if you will. Right? Yeah. So I look at that in two 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 ways, right? Your what you're basically tapping into is the creativity side. Art is creativity, and yeah, people that are tend to be artists of any sort usually have creativity, and that allows them to, I guess, have the initi initiative to do things, mm -hmm. right? Which is initiative has got to be the number one <laughs> quality in an right. entrepreneur because otherwise you'd just be sitting at home getting, <laughs> doing nothing. Right. You, that's kind of like a, a, a qualifier for an entrepreneur in my, in my perspective anyway. And so that, and, and, but on the other side, we have to realize that particularly music is just math. Yeah. So that's the other side of the brain too. Right? right? Counting is math. Right? And that's why I think that that's why I believe that, you know, there's a lot of technology people that love music that, or that come from music, right? Mm -hmm. So, because it's almost like a right brain, left brain type thing, and it's different audiences sprouting from there, right? Yeah. Now, what I loved about playing music is that it actually helped me out in the, in the business world. Right. Because not only because of what we just talked about, but you got to keep in mind, here I am, singer, guitar player, songwriter, and I've got to get up in front of a whole bunch of people and, they, and hope they like what I got cooking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It takes, uh, it takes a certain amount of bravery to do that. I think the only thing harder, really honestly, and I've never done it, I don't know if I'd ever had the guts to do it. Is be a comedian. I was because now, the same thing. Stand up comedy. Yep. Oh my God. Because you don't have like two, three, four other people that you can back up to and get, if you're a string breaks or something right. like that. Right. If you're not making people laugh, it's not going to go well. I've always <laughs> said um, the best, 
the absolute best public speakers are stand-up comedians. They have so much material built into their brains. Every night they go out and could completely fail. And just like you're saying, the bravery in that, um, to be able to just throw your ideas and, and heart and content out to people that you have no idea if they're going to think you're funny or not. The practice that goes into it. Um, I actually get so much training for my own speaking, whether that's on a podcast like this here or um, speaking in front of people from comedians, because I feel like they they have it down. They know how to make you feel a certain way. Um, I get so much from that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, I and, and it's funny because I obviously I'm, I love music. It's still a big part of me. And I love listening to music podcasts, you know, and it's funny because there's a guy named Dean Del Rey that is a comedian now. He used to be a musician, but he's a comedian now. But he does. He he brings in a lot of musicians to interview him. And it's funny because almost all those musicians, because he'll bring up comedy at some point. He'll always ask, you know, you like comedy? And it's funny how about half the discussions end up in the musician saying, man, what you do has got to be the hardest thing to do, you know? Yeah. And yet and it's funny because people would look at a musician and go, man, right. what you do has got to be the hardest thing to do. Right. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, CAC, kind of wrapping us up and getting getting close to wrapping up here. Um, if there are small businesses out there that might be interested in uh, getting in touch with you, working with you, um, what what should they be thinking about before picking up the phone and, and giving you a call or um, or reaching out to you and your team um, to see if it might be a fit to work together? Well, that's a good one because in my business, and this is that's a good question because oftentimes people come to me and go, what kind of businesses do you work with? You know, what size businesses, mm. you know? And I go, that's not how, that's not how it works, actually. My qualifications outside of your normal, do you have budget, right? Mm. Are two other things. Are they coachable? Meaning, are they willing to learn? Because you have to be willing to learn if you want to get into this digital marketing stuff. The second thing is, are you willing to execute when you need to? Because again, I'm not an I'm not on an island over here. You know, I I need participation from the customer as well. And when I need things, I need them to deliver those things for me to do my job. So I would just say, if you got an open mind, you're willing to learn and you're willing to execute on some things, we're good. Great. You know, it doesn't. It, it, that's really what it comes down to. I don't focus on any specific industry. Even when you get into a specific industry, every business can still be different, right? They can have different goals. I'm all over the place when it comes to industry or, you know, size of the company and such like that. It's just, it's all over the board. And personally, I kind of like it that way because I get to learn so much. And the more I learn about every single type of business, the more I can bring to the table. Yeah, I can imagine so. Um, so if you are a business in that situation, coachable and ready to execute, how can people get in touch with you? They can go to cacvarley.com. That's K-A-K, V as in Victor, A-R-L-E-Y.com. I love it. I bet you didn't have to fight for that URL. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty funny, right? Because I, I remember somebody saying, I, I, it was an old friend of mine, uh, and I called him because I hadn't talked to him in a very long time. 
said, I don't know if you remember. I don't know why I even said that, but I don't know if you remember. This was Cack Raleigh. He goes, dude, seriously? You're like a brand. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I decided to get the URL right after that. I was like, okay, I guess I guess I should uh, grab that. You know, Better snag that up before, yeah. before he does. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Love it. <laughs> well, Cack, thank you for your time, your energy, your expertise. Um, we're super happy to have had this conversation today and have you a part of Local First as a partner. Uh, thanks for all you do um, and for being on the show today. You bet. I loved it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, we hope you listening were inspired today uh, hearing from a leader working to leave a legacy in Arizona through doing good business. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Business Radio X, for hosting us and all of our legacy partners, including CAC. Uh, This is Thomas Barr from Local First Arizona reminding you that if we want to build a better state, we need to connect deeply with the local businesses that make us proud to call this place our home. (laughs) 